Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. It's Wednesday, March 16, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me, and today is all about picks and picks and picks. I have identified my four favorite first-round picks. Deadleg has done the same. So this is basically an entire podcast dedicated to being something close to an extended version of the final four and one. Should this count in our official records, Deadleg? Oh, it's counting the records. And here's where we're at right now. I'm 37 and 32. You're 31 and 38. This is going to count to the season-long tally, and it's going to give you a shot here. I mean, I don't know if we're doing this for Sweet 16 or not. Uh, they want a picks episode. We're giving them a picks episode. Our favorite ones uh, against the spread here. I'm going to need someone to go back and tell me what the hell we put on the line at the start of the season. What, do you remember? Like, I, What I do remember is this. Well, actually, I got a couple. I got a couple beefs, actually. I thought about this yesterday. I forgot to bring it up. Dude, where's my pizza? Have oh my you, God, I forgot. That you haven't heard of this. I wanted this for the... I, I'm going to experience the first round of the NCAA tournament at my house. I wanted the pizza, and it hasn't come yet. I feel bad. I When you texted me uh, exactly what pizzas you wanted, I was... I think it was the night before I was leaving town, or, or one of the... I, we were literally in the car going to dinner, me and my wife and my youngest son. And I was like, okay, I'll just do this when I get home. And that's the last time I thought about it until just now. That's 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 on me. That was the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. I, here's my promise to you, because you know me, I pay my bets. I will, as uh, soon as we get done with this, the very next thing I'm going to do is put your order in. And I'll put it on rush delivery, so maybe, just maybe, it gets there a little, little more quick. Fair enough. Now... Last year, we also made a wager on the season-long picks, and the loser had to buy the winner a concert ticket of their choice. Then the pandemic hit, so I so I still <laughs> haven't gotten a, that. That's a hell of a that's a dumb it's the dumbest pandemic I ever been through. Okay, so we still got to figure that out, but I got to get vaccinated, and they started got to start having concerts again. That might not even happen to twenty twenty two. I think we put something on the line at the beginning of the season. But I don't know what the hell it was. So either you're getting off, you're getting off without anything, or we're gonna have an enterprising listener go back and provide proof of what, what's on the line here. I don't remember what it was though. No the, idea. At first, I do remember we definitely put something on the line. I have no idea what it was, but I vaguely remember initially challenging you to death. Okay. Like we put our lives on the line. Did we? Did we? Did we say that the winner has to? The loser has to buy the winner a Billiken doll. <laughs> I feel like that after. came after. I really hope that's not it. I really hope that's not what's I mean, actually I've already at got stake a here. Belt. I know. I don't. I don't want a Billiken in my house. I got to be honest here, man. I got young children. You rub its head for good luck. I thought about that. St. Louis, obviously, one of the first teams left out of the field. 
they didn't rub that little Bellican head. head <laughs> they, they, they didn't rub the Bellican head this uh, season because of COVID protocols. I mean, they, they were St. Louis in a tight spot. You 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 either you either rub the Billikens head so you can have good luck to avoid quad three losses, or you or or you don't because of COVID. But then guess what happens? You don't have good luck, and you get COVID anyway. They should have just rubbed the head. Didn't rub the head. All right, so here's the deal. You are still alive to win whatever the hell is this is. Give me those records again. I'm 37 and 32, and you're 31 and 38. Stop the steal. Oh, God. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. I feel like this is getting stolen from me. Like, every every episode, you just add another win and subtract (laughs) another loss for me. By the way, is it a coincidence that the person who always wins is the only person who keeps track? You are more than welcome. First of all, we have a listenership in the tens of thousands. You are more than welcome to do this on your own. Plus, there are independent arbiters. And this is enti- I have actually had people correct me when I've when I've given you too many wins and said actually you've been too kind to GP. That was not actually how that went down. Stop the steal! Stop the steal! Stop oh, the steal! They take they got listeners taking wins away from me. They're just they're, they're facts, man. That's 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 the problem. But here's the good news. The good news is you we are picking five different outcomes and not the same games, so you can make a five game gain on me. In this, we both know that's not going to happen. Game number one. I've got Michigan State minus two over UCLA. <laughs> what the hell? What's going on? It's hard. This is hard for me. What's going on? This is hard for me, but I got to get all, I got to get going quick. I can't wait till Friday to start making up ground. I got to start. I got to make up ground Thursday. And um, here's the truth. You know, you know how much respect I have for for Mick Cronin in UCLA. It was my idea to put his name on that court in the first place. But they are on a four-game losing streak. And they are a projected one-point winner over Michigan State, according to Ken Palm. And yet the books have made it Michigan State minus two. What does that tell you? They're trying to get you off Michigan State. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get you off Michigan State. Can't get me off Michigan State. (laughs) You can't get me off Michigan State. Make it minus three. You can't get – I ain't falling for that. Michigan State 5-3 and three in its past eight games. That's how they got into this stupid tournament. They got wins over Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan in that stretch. UCLA hasn't beaten any teams like that all season long. This is this is Michigan State minus two. That's how we start the tournament 1-0. Oh. You, you will have the first game. I'm giving you five games, and they're not in – I did not pick mine in chronological order, by the way. You asked, I gave you five games. I don't I don't have my TV schedule up in front of me. I don't know when these are happening. I'm just giving you five. I'm going to give you mine in largest point spread to smallest. So you're going to take Michigan State. We log it. My first pick, minus 19 and a, this, this was the spread when I sent it to you. So if it's fluctuated a half a point, you got to live with it. Cleveland State, the Vikings getting 19 and a half, 19 and a half against the Houston Cougars. Dennis Gates, the coach of Cleveland State, he's a hot head coaching prospect. This is a team that likes to play slow, and guess what? It's playing Houston, the Cougs, Assembly Hall. Archie Miller just proved that it's not easy to score on those rims. I mean, we've seen it year after year after year here. Houston also plays. You don't have to kick a man while he's down. Both these teams play really slow. The slower the game, the less likely you are to have a 15, 20-point spread. 
Cougars are good. Don't get me wrong. Cleveland State's coming off some big mojo there. I think the line too big, too large a line. I'm going to ride with Cleveland State to cover and maybe even flirt with a single-digit outcome. This will be the closest two versus 15 that we get. Don't you come crying to me when Houston gets 17 offensive rebounds. <laughs> I, I promise you that I will not. Do not come. T- don't, don't bring your tears my way. Try to warn you. It's 17 offensive rebounds. My second game, UConn minus two and a half over Maryland. UConn is 16th at Ken Palm. This is a team that is underseeded based on uh, the, the, the um, predictive metrics. Uh, they're 11 and three with James Booknight in the lineup. They're a really good team with James Booknight in the lineup. And Maryland is 0-4 against its past four top 35 Ken Palm opponents. The Terrapins haven't beaten a team like UConn in more than a month. I don't think they're going to do it this time either. UConn, lay the two and a half. That's how you start the tournament, 2-0. and This game, to me, is one of the most likely to be decided in the final 20 seconds. So I think you're flirting with fire here. UConn's got the best player. UConn's the better team. Maryland's got the better nucleus. Eric Ayala, Aaron Wiggins, Daryl Morsell. I know you like this pick. I'm just saying, don't come crying to me when Maryland covers. UConn is 11-3 and three with James Booknight. You can and, tell how much uh, I've you, talked about all this hey, stuff. I've got every little bullet point memorized at this point because I, I, I we just keep talking about the same things. We we do we do region we do region previews for Facebook, then we do region previews for CBS Sports Network, and then it's like I got podcast region previews. Like I've got every little. Bu- bu- I bet I've said UConn is eleven and three with James Booknight in the lineup fifty times over the past two days. Oh, you're all you're all over it. There's no doubt about true. it. True, it's true. Eleven and three with James Booknight. And you didn't even get to the point where UConn's the best team against the spread in the tournament this year. It's covered almost 80% of its games. So that's why you should. Then why would you question me? Well, I was waiting. uh, Listen, I figured a man who put UConn would have brought that up, but I'm I'm here picking up the pieces. I'm just saying. All I know, all I know is they are 11 and 3 with James Booknight available. And when I say that's all I know, that. That's the truth. That is oh, all I know. Fair, fair enough. We let it ride. <laughs> Again, let's remind let's remind listeners of the records here. Thirty seven and thirty two on my end, thirty one and thirty eight on your end. Stop the steal. Oh, gosh. Stop the steal. <sighs> Again, is this is this a movement that you want to be aligning yourself with on multiple podcasts over multiple months? I'm 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 focusing only on the. Uh, on on the stealing that is happening within the context of this podcast. I'm not some stupid capital stormer. Okay. I'll, I'll remind you that there is a no context podcast preview that I drop every single time as well. Either way, here we go. My second. When are we, when are we going to spend more time on like, people actually storm the capital? I know. I know. I, Can I, you believe I, that? Can I'm, you believe that? Unfortunately. What were they doing? The odds were against him, just like the odds are against Iona. This Rick Pitino story, I know you love it, my man. They are going to get rolled by Alabama. The line in this game at last check was Crimson Tide minus 17. GP has been probably driving the Alabama bus 
I think longer than just about anyone else in college hoops media. He's been on them for quite a while here. This is a second-rated defensive team in college basketball on a per-possession basis, according to Ken Palm. It's ninth in adjusted tempo. It's third on the offensive end in terms of uh, quickest possessions, and it's got a top 34 offense in America. Alabama is 24-6. and six. It is in the midst of one of its two or three greatest seasons of all time. It's coming off of uh, an 85-48 win against Mississippi State. And then it got a couple of good pushes, 73-68 against Tennessee, and then 80-79 to in the SEC title game. Iona, on the other hand, has Rick Pitino and a team that's played 17 games. It's 12-5, and has losses to the likes of Manhattan, 315 in Ken Palm, 284 is Quinnipiac, lost to them as well. Took an 86-64 loss against Seton Hall to start its season, and has won four in a row in the MAC tournament to get to this point. Iona is a wonderful story. It is nowhere close to Alabama and any in any way possible, I will be genuinely surprised and it will be a mercy killing if Alabama allows this game to finish in in fewer than 20 points in final margin. Crimson Tide, run away with it. I'm talking 89-61. Let's go. I've got to go to Alabama for television purposes that I've been using over and over again. Oh, I just I thought you were about to say I got to go to Alabama. I thought you were about to say no, I, no, I, I don't actually. I, to thought, I thought you were going to say I got to go to Alabama three days after the national championship game. That's where <laughs> I thought you were going with that. No, I do. I have no reasons to go to Alabama right now or or after the national championship. I've got to go to Alabama, like like it, it, whether it's Zucker or Stover or Sherry. It, it'd be like so. GP, what do you make of this Alabama team? You got to understand this team is very, very dangerous, and it's largely because of the style of play. Like this is a team that's second in defensive efficiency the entire country, ninth in tempo. So what does that tell you? It tells you they're going to really, really guard you, and then they're going to get up and down the court. And then about half of their shots, 47%, are going to come from the three-point line. And so they're going to put up 33s on you. Now, who knows how many they're going to make, but they've made 23 in one game this season. That's not normal, but it is possible, evidence being that they did it. So I don't care whether you're Gonzaga, Illinois, anybody else. You run into this Alabama team, and they launch 30 on you, and they make 15. you got big, big problems. Don't be surprised if Nate Oates is in the Final Four, and once he gets there, they've got a real shot to win the national title. I've said that exact thing 50 times. <laughs> okay. So ridiculous. Thanks for saying it again. What's your third game? Game number three. Loyola, Chicago. Minus two and a half. I'm taking them over Georgia Tech. By all means, explain why. The com- the committee did Loyola Chicago wrong, and by extension, did Georgia Tech wrong. This is a team that is top ten at Ken Palm. I feel like you've said this on TV before, by the way. Go ahead. And they, I said this fifty times tonight. And they're an eight seed in the NCAA tournament. That doesn't make any sense. When you underseed them to that degree, you are not only punishing them; you're punishing Georgia Tech. And oh, by the way, maybe also Illinois. Imagine you're Illinois. You went fourteen and one in your final fifteen games. You won more Big Ten games than anybody. Still didn't get the championship. Won the Big Ten tournament, and now in your second round game, you got to play a top ten Kimpom team. That's not fair. That's not fair and balanced. It's not fair and balanced. And by the way, in all seriousness, mm. if if Porter Mosier leaves, this will be among the reasons. Oh yeah, for sure. We that is absolutely the case. Like like I had a top ten, I had a top ten team, and they gave me an eight C. Like what, <laughs> what 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 am I what am I doing? Yep. And in fact, you know, John Gallagher. We had John Gallagher. Love John Gallagher. He the coach of Hartford, obviously. Uh, on the other night, 
and on CBS Sports Network on, on Selection Sunday. And I, I think Stover asked him about, you know, the pressure of being in a one-bid league. And he goes, it's just, he goes, I, I'd be lying to you. I almost got sick right before tip-off because you know, like you're so close to this dream, but if this game doesn't go well, you're not getting there. And he says, it's why my friend, because he and Porter are close, he's like, it's why my friend Porter Moser might have to leave Loyola Chicago someday. Like he said that. And that coming from a random person wouldn't mean much, but it coming from one of Porter's friends, I, I don't know. It stood out to me. Yeah, no, that uh, – I agree with you, by the way, on this pick. Uh, Georgia Tech and Josh Passner are a great story. Um, also, by the way, uh, dealing with uh, at least one person in their traveling party has has COVID. So uh, hopefully Think that – they got it from that COVID pinata? You know, there is an irony to that. But we just the point is we uh, hopefully they they are clear of all of that stuff. But um maybe just a, a dash of uncertainty with all of that. But you'll take Illinois Chicago and I would agree with you on that one, though it's not one of my games. My next game, my third game, the spread is now my first one was nineteen and a half, the second was seventeen. Now we're dipping closer. This is a, a favorite to cover. I'm I'm taking Oregon to blow the doors off of VCU. Okay. Oregon is Similar to Loyola Chicago in that I, I just think it's Loyola Chicago deserved a better seed. Maybe Oregon didn't 20 and 16 got knocked out of the Pac-12 tournament by Oregon State. I That prevented it from getting to the sixth line. I just think it's better than its seed line overall. But the way that Oregon's roster is comprised, you know, Eugene Omorui, a senior, 30, 38% three-point shooter, just a load to handle inside and out. Chris Duarte, who was, I guess, a third... Was he a third-team All-American? Um, quality player, 43%, the former junior college all player of the year, uh, LJ Figueroa, Amori Hardy. They've got just an endless supply of guards and wings. They are a power conference team basically built to annihilate a, a team like VCU. And Mike Rhodes has done a wonderful job, but we both know that these 8, 9, 7, 10s, we always get one or two that they just they end with a widespread, even though that the teams are, are seated closely. VCU can remain close in this game because it's got the defense. It does not have the offense to match here. 32.9% from three-point range. That's 211th in the country. 51.7% from two-point range. That's 94th in the country. And Bones Highland is a wonderful player. I think he's I think he's probably like a top 50 player in college basketball. Vince Williams is a nice wing. I just think they are outclassed here. This is my... I'm most confident of all the 8, 9, 7, 10s. The one that I'm most confident... And one team winning it is Oregon, and I think they win by double digits. How are you going to go through Oregon's roster and not mention my my Chandler Lawson? It's my little homie from Memphis. I I just I don't know. That's I, that's your job. I <laughs> you got like you got seventy two little homies from Memphis. I cannot keep track of all these people. We're basketball city. It's true, but you're not a basketball tournament team. Orlander, watch your mouth. <laughs> you you watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Okay. Okay. It's a process. He wasn't ready for it. He was not ready for it. It's a process. It's a process. You got Josh Passner in this tournament before Memphis got back. That's something, isn't it? That is something. It really is, man. (laughs) On the day that Josh left Memphis for Georgia Tech, what kind of odds could you have gotten on Josh Passner making the NCAA tournament again before Memphis gets back again? Really good ones. Well, you know. Or bad ones, however to... you want to view that. But yes, that was not the expected outcome. Yeah, they they made a they made a, a questionable hire after Josh Passner. It, it gave us two years of 
of Tubby Smith that, with all due respect to Tubby, who has had an incredible career, that was an awful hire, and it went even worse than I thought it was going to go. Here we are. Game number four. What do you got? It's a process, Norlander. Now we get, you know what you'll get now in the NIT? Memphis against Staten. You know what that means? Memphis against Jalen Crutcher. Do you know where Jalen Crutcher is from? I think he's another little homie from Memphis. That's my little homie from Memphis. My fourth game, Missouri plus two over Oklahoma. It's a wrong team favorite situation. You're out of your mind picking this game. This is the ultimate coin flip in the entire first round. This is a wrong team favored situation. It's a wrong team favorite situation we're looking at. Oklahoma is 1-5 in in its past six games. And the only win in that stretch is against Iowa State. How about this? (laughs) This blew my mind when I saw it. Three of Oklahoma's past four wins are against Iowa State. (laughs) Let me tell you the names of the teams Oklahoma has beaten since February 1st. West Virginia and Iowa State. That's it. That's the whole list. We got a three seed Since February 1st. Did I catch a three seed in there? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. And you've beaten exactly one team not named Iowa State. And Iowa State just fired his coach. Listen, I'm not going to talk you off this. Since February 7th, here's who Missouri has beaten. South Carolina, Florida, which is a worse seed than West Virginia. First off, that's Devin Downey's alma mater. Don't just talk Mm. about it. It's not. It's Devin Downey's alma mater. And then Georgia. Missouri is three. Tom Cream won two outright Big Ten titles. Listen. And and then Missouri just just handled him. You act like that's nothing, like they beat Georgia. They didn't beat Georgia. They beat the man who won two outright Big Ten titles, Indiana. Missouri is three and six since last night. You're just playing with fire. Pick the game. That's fine. I like playing with fire. I'm not scared to play with fire. Don't come crying to me when Oklahoma wins this by five. Don't don't come all burned up crying to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when Oklahoma wins. This is a wrong team oh, favorite. Oh, we're, yeah. yeah okay. This is a wrong team favorite. Dude, in seven weeks, they've beaten one team not named Iowa State. Seven weeks. It just so happens that team is good, but yes, I hear you. Oh, man, look at you. I Bold. understand Missouri's shaky, too, but they're not as shaky as Oklahoma. Oklahoma's Bold. the shakiest. All right, my next game is the tightest one in terms of line, and then we have the same game that we disagree on for number five. So my fourth game is the game that I think is the best game of the first round of the NCAA tournament. And that is St. Bonaventure as a 9 and LSU as an 8. This is only LSU minus 2? Are you kidding? This is... This is line too little, right team oh favored. I'm texting Woj right now. Uh, you, you know what? Please do as we do this. Please just text him and be like, Norlander's picking against Bonaventure on the podcast right now. I... I, I heartily encouraged that I did a I did a podcast with our buddy Will Leach and I said on that one I was like can we please have Woj just live tweet him watching St. Bonaventure St. Bonaventure versus LSU can we please have that happen it would be phenomenal if he could just like me like me watching a Bears game and going through that on Twitter I would love to see if we could possibly have that happen I'm going to take LSU here because much better offense multiple NBA players Bonaventure can certainly muck it up. And Mark Schmidt, if he wins this game, it will not be a shock. But LSU, which just took your beloved Alabama Crimson Tide to the final play, 
and then Alabama won. And then Nate Oates, I think, told the entire LSU team to get the f- out of here. <laughs> Which I'm sure did not even offend Will Wade. Whatever. LSU's riding it high. I, I, I like this spot. This was my last of the five that I picked. But I feel like it's going to be a close game with about four minutes to go. Cam Thomas is going to drop 29 in this one. And LSU's going to win by about six or seven points. That's the most disrespectful thing I've ever it's heard. It's not, though. It's not. It, Did you it, send the text? I sent the text. I Listen, if we don't get it back before the, the episode's over, we don't get it back before the episode's over. It can, linger and, it can linger as a mystery there. And I don't do it to be disrespectful. I'm picking my five favorite lines. LSU minus two is too tempting. I can't deny it. So that's my pick. You disagree. Do you have Bonaventure? Seriously, do you have the, do you have Bonnies in your CBS bracket? You do, right? Who do you think you're talking to? Oh my God! You're you're looking at right now. You're looking at the master of ceremonies of A10 Media Day pre-pandemic. I'm looking at the master of ceremonies of of the A10 Media Day pre-pandemic, sitting in a dark hotel room with a white T-shirt on, like always. And what kind of ceiling are we working with there? It's like a tile ceiling. Do you have a shirt hanging on one of those lamps behind you? What's going on with that? What's, what is that yellow hoodie. thing? It's a yellow hoodie. It's a yellow Muhammad Ali hoodie. There we go. Okay. There we go. That's who I'm looking at right now. By the way, Parrish realized that he has a mic stand that is adjustable just yesterday. We've been using these for five months. Game changer. It's a game changer. changer. A game changer. Like, I, like the mic's been too high for me. Like I'm a short man. Mic too high. <laughs> it's got a mic too high situation. And I was just sort of looking at it yesterday, and I was like, Hold up. You can lower this thing? That's amazing. It's just phenomenal of me that you just fi- figured this out. All right. You want to get to the f- – No, no. Oh, okay. No, you don't, no, you don't no, want to no, move no, on no. to the final game. Okay. You're, you're, ta- you, you're being disrespectful. All right? Um, these are A-10, A-10 champs, both regular season and tournament. Mark Schmidt just watched Boston College hire somebody not named Mark Schmidt. That's true. He's going to be pissed. You think he's? You think the way he reacts is to come out and lose to LSU? No, 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 no. That's not the way this unfolds. That is not. That's not the way the Bonnie story ends. Okay. You got a wrong team favorite situation. Oh God! You didn't even recognize it. You're staring. You're staring at a wrong team favorite situation, and you don't even know it. We shall see. We shall see. Wonderful well, matchup. Good luck. Hey, hey, good luck ever trying to get a job at ESPN now. <laughs> okay. It's over for you. Between Woj and Tim Bontemps, it's over for you. Tim Bontemps shout. Gotta love it. Very he's nice a, reporter. He's a, bon- he's a Bonnie? He is a Bonnie. Very nice guy there. Very nice guy. The best guy. Very wonderful. What's our fifth game? So we, the way we did this is we both picked five games in advance. And... We only uh, had we only picked the same game once, and so I said, "Well, that's actually perfect." Then we'll just do your four, and we'll do my four, and then uh, the and one, if you will, will be the game. And so the game that we both picked is Colorado minus five over Georgetown, but we picked different winners. So Norlander. Hmm. What side are you on? I mean, roll tad. Buffs 
all day. Colorado, 17th in Ken Palm. Georgetown coming off a wonderful story here. All the way down at 55. It's not even, it shouldn't even be on the 12 line, to be honest. Georgetown, wrong line, wrong line. That's a 13 scene if I've ever seen one. They're a great story. This is a Georgetown team that has lost at home to Navy. Okay. Dropped Ooh, a game again. I see, I see somebody's living in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I Says the man who is the MC of the A10 Media Day pre-pandemic. I, I, I see Georgetown Biggies tournament champions, and you're living in the past. I, I am not living in the past because the team I'm picking to cover just lost to Oregon State in the Pac-12 title game. That game might as well never have happened as far as I'm concerned. In fact, Colorado has also lost to Cal, which is 136 in Ken Palm, and it's lost to Washington, which is 173. I'm kind of rethinking my decision in real time here. I will roll with the buffs. They have the best player on the floor, McKinley Wright the fourth, wonderful point guard. Evan Batty is... Uh, he. He is a load down low. And I don't know if Georgetown's got the big... Alonzo Mourning ain't walking through that door. Patrick Ewing is walking through that door, but he's not walking through that door in a Georgetown uni. So I will go with I will go with Colorado to cover here. Uh, the line is five, right? Colorado minus five. It's also the Ken Palm projection. These teams often line up. I will go buffs. Roll tad. No, 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 no. You need to validate your picking of Georgetown and not use Patrick Ewing was awesome when I was 10 years old as your reason why. Patrick Ewing was awesome when I was seven years old. There we go. Colorado's 15th in the net, 17th at Ken Palm, 18th in BPI, 23rd in KPI, 24th in Sagra. They tricked the computers. Oh, you know, I, com- all right. They're the Colorado computer trickers. That's what they're not the Buffaloes anymore. The Colorado computer trickers. They trick the computers. They're computer trickers. In all honesty, when I pick these five games, you're on this computer tricker thing, and I did not. I didn't have it in my mind that you uh, that you headed out for this team because you've mentioned this on previous. I think this is the third podcast you've been going after them like this. By the way, I don't even think you're allowed in Boulder anymore. I think the authorities will arrest you the second you step foot. Inside city limits there, but it's all too funny that I picked this game completely forgetting that uh, that you basically hate Colorado now. I do not hate them. I have no. I have no negative feelings toward them. They won't I, even let you into the city. The Colorado computer trickers. How does a team got that kind of computer numbers and they lost to four sub seventy Ken Palm teams this season? Washington, Utah, California, Oregon State. Oh, by the way, Georgetown's 55th at Ken Palm. They lost to four sub-70 Ken Palm teams. And now they got to play a top-55 Ken Palm team. That is a recipe for disaster, dead leg. Colorado lost to the last-place team in the Pac-12 and the next-to-last-place team in the Pac-12. They have as many quad-three losses as they have quad-one wins, which is three. They're computer trickers. you going to trust the computer trickers on a basketball court? You can, you, you can you can trust them in your computer because they're computer trickers. But on a basketball court, this is a team that loses to sub-70 teams. 82.2% from the foul line, number two in the sport. If it gets close, Georgetown fouls late, three, four-point game. I like it. I just watched Georgetown beat Creighton's brains in, all right, to win the Big East tournament. And, and, and I also watched 
They did. They really, I mean, they just lose to Oregon them. State. Tinkle, tinkling. This is. You're falling for it. You're falling for the computer trickers. Not me. Not me. I cannot is, wait this for is, Colorado to win this game by 14 This points. is a line-too-big situation. It's not necessarily a wrong-team favorite situation, although I think it could be. Oh, God. It's not necessarily a wrong-team favorite situation, but it is undeniably a line-too-big situation. You're falling for the computer trickers. That's not something I do at this stage of my life. I've reached a stage in my life where I don't fall for computer trickers anymore. If you go 0-5 here, how are you going to recover? Dude, I don't care. I know. <laughs> like, we're dedicating a whole episode to taking five games. Oh, and oh, I, yeah, I yeah. actually want us both. Uh, we both can't go 0-5. One of us, by nature, has to cover the collar. I guess technically we could push. But, um, but it, <laughs> oh, by, by, the, by the way, by the way, now that we're done, like we got you this far, yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. Oh, I no, absolutely no idea. Like, like there are some people who like get on these things. Like, we're gonna give you the best bets. They, <laughs> they don't know. No way. They don't know. All I know is I'm I'm 37 and 32. I've done okay, but I'm I I'm not gonna proclaim any sort of soothsaying power here. No shot. No shot. And we know Parrish isn't. If if anything, he's outperformed expectations at this point. <laughs> I, I I get I get a win stolen from me every week. <laughs> I, I, you steal it from yourself. It's it's tough. It's tough. I I am confident I can at least go two and three. <laughs> That's hey, come a, listen. Hey, come listen to our podcast. I can I can get you I can get you to two and three. Boy. I think we're about done here. I got nothing left. Last thing on the podcast is you falling for the computer trickers. Hey, heads That's up, the, by the way, to everyone. Barring breaking news, which Parrish and I are really hoping just doesn't happen, our next podcast situation, I believe we're going to give you a little quick 15-minute one. We say 15, it'll be 22 minutes. You know how this goes. That'll be Friday after the first day of the first round. So we will recap the day, set you up briefly, so you can basically wake up Saturday morning for the second day of the second round Squeezing a little podcast while you're making breakfast, chasing your kids around, going for a run, whatever you got to do. Uh, we'll make it nice and quick so that it's relevant enough that you want to listen and you don't feel like you don't have the time to get in. So we'll have a short one for you that will be available either late Friday and for the West Coast people that are up, it'll be there. And if you're on the East Coast, when you wake up, it'll be in your feed and we will have you covered. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry M.F. and Teagle. Legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast right in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. This is the stupidest one. Did you see Sister Jean got vaccinated and she's going to the bubble? Oh, I saw that. 101. 101. And she's doing it. God bless her. Me and Sister Jean, we got that in common. We're both fully vaccinated humans. I'm a fully I, and you have the same vaccine. I believe I heard she, uh, she got Pfizer, I think. Yeah, I'm on that Pfizer. Yeah. With the benefit of hindsight, I feel like I would have liked to get on that Johnson & Johnson. I'm, I'm look, Trust me, I'm on the hunt. So You trying to get on that Johnson & Johnson? I am. I, just one shot, let's get this gun. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah. just get on that Johnson & Johnson. Do you know in Mississippi right now, this is a true story, everybody's eligible, 18 and up. Come get your shot. Don't tell me these things. I saw a graphic today. Let me find this for you. I saw a graphic today that detailed total doses administered reported to the CDC by state 
um, per 100,000 of the total population. And you don't want to know you want to know the best states? Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Texas. That cannot be true. I'm looking at the graphic. I'm fully vaccinated. You're talking to a fully vaccinated man from Mississippi. I don't know what, like we're terrible at everything except team pregnancy. We're great at team pregnancy and putting shots in arms. Why are we so good at putting shots in arms? I, I, I can't get a vaccine. I can't get a vaccination done because everyone in Connecticut wants to get one. So it's not available. So a heavy portion of the population is getting vaccinated. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so sure that that data is right. I'm just saying. Your question. Uh, your if, question. If I graphic? can go down to if I can go down to Mississippi right now and get myself a shot in the arm, that would indicate that uh, th- there are not enough people that are older than me that have really gotten that accomplished. That's what I'm. I mean, if if you're if you're implying that GP, it sounds like you got a bunch of uh, uh, virus hoax folks down there. You're right. You're right. But we're getting shots in arms down here in Mississippi. The home of Elvis Aaron Presley. Oh, by the way. Oh no. Bill, my buddy Bill, one of the producers at CBS Sports. He's he's in Indianapolis, <laughs> and he he was just walking through Indianapolis, and there is a marker in Indianapolis, and it says this is the former site of Market Square Arena, where. On June 26, 1977, Elvis Aaron Presley performed his final concert. Did you have any idea where you're going? Had no idea. And Are you going to go pay your respects? Probably not. Probably. That's where Elvis Aaron Presley. This is obviously many years after he left UMass Lowell. Yeah, you know what? This is why I'm done with UMass Lowell forever, okay? You had your chance. You blew it. Go play in the city where Elvis Aaron Presley played his last show. I'm done with that school. It's the dumbest pandemic, though. They keep talking about these variants. I don't know what to do about it. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And we will talk to you again, I don't know, maybe maybe tomorrow, maybe no, tonight. I already we told don't... him when we're talking again. I no, told but him. Like we, I'm just saying... Leave some wiggle room, dead leg. Leave some wiggle room. We, we, you know, something might, something wild might happen. Leave some wiggle room. But, but, but at the latest, we will talk to you again late on Friday. Till then, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.